Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, and life in a northern town. Feel free to leave comments on the show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com and let's keep the conversation going online. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Hello, today is July 25th. I believe the first time I ever heard this saying was Gretchen Rubin in The Happiness Project where the days are long, but the years are short. Looking through my planner at all of the activities that have happened over the last couple of weeks, and I have been in a world of activity You can hear me flipping through the book here. But I don't have a ton to show for it. I've been working on the Moda Bake Shop Choose Your Own Adventure Quilt Along. It's getting to the end of the uh, online new posting. But I think you can start anytime you want. I'm going to see. I think we have... Oh, I can't find it. We have a couple rounds left. And then it will be done. I mean, it's been a quite a fun quilt along for me. Um, and it's a learning experience. I'm going to tell you for as long as I've quilted, which has been 20, 30. Okay. I'm, why am I talking weird? 20 or 30 years. Uh, this is the first time I've done a medallion quilt with pieced borders and they have their own challenge this is why i have avoided making them because even with all of the most accurate cutting and sewing that you can do you still are working with fabric and your pieces sometimes are a little bit bigger or shorter than the round before medallion quilt has a nice this one has a really nice big piece centered and I did a star and then there's a skinny border and then a row of blocks that goes all the way around a skinny border row of blocks now what makes us choose your own adventure is each week um, there are two different blocks proposed and you can pick blocks and cornerstones if you want any and put them on the quilt so I've been using up this uh, grab bag of French General, as well as some other fat quarters that go with it from Moda and Gray's. And it's really turning out pretty, but I'm getting down to the down to the last bit. And I don't know what the last round is going to be, but I might have to introduce some new colors. Um, but I have enough Gray's left over to bridge the gap. And it has a white background and I'm really liking it. It's really pretty and something um, a little different than anything I've pieced recently because I have been on a solid kick for quite some time. So that's been my quilting stuff. But why am I so busy? Well, some sad things. So I spent a lot of time at hospitals, doctor's appointments, Oh, oncology, things like that for my mother-in-law, and she's pretty ill. But at the same time, um, she is stable and doing well um, with the hope that with all of this business going on, that we can um, rehabilitate her to come back home. You know, this is a really hard time for everyone's life when your parents are a little bit older 
and experiencing illness and um, yeah, it's, it's not easy. So there's been a lot of travel because the nearest center is 72 miles, which is winds up being an hour and a half because of the way um, the city is built. And it takes a long time to get there. But at the same time, I'm very happy that we have her the right place with the right people and getting the right treatment for her. And then, you know, another friend had some other health problems. So we visited while he was at the same hospital. And, you know, it's just a lot of hospitals and a lot of sickness. And I'm ready for, <laughs> you know, fresh air, sunshine, and finishing out summer with a bang. So this last couple of weeks, I've been trying to be outside and breathing fresh air and sunshine, enjoying gardens, because the one thing about all of these facilities is they have the most amazing gardens. And I really, really wish I could grow hydrangeas because on Lake Michigan, um, I know people who grow them and that's a ways from here and they are just absolutely beautiful this time of year. So I want to give you a little update on my garden. Um, yes, I have a fairy garden out there and it is in its full mature summer growing. Um, the sedums, the mini sedums have bloomed. So have the hostas and the thyme and it's just really full and looking lush and exactly how I imagined it would be. I've posted a few pictures on Instagram. It's a little, it's a woodland garden looking like the Shire. So there's nothing um, exceptionally fancy about it, but it makes me happy. And I can sit on my flagstone patio that my husband put in around the garden and sit on my chair after work and listen to the birds, listen to the neighbors and enjoy some fresh air and sunshine. You know, what's really nice about perennial garden beds is that once June is done, there's not much work to it. And I'm kind of in that lazy dog days of summer where it's not, I'm not motivated to do too much out there. I did all that in the spring and now I'm just kind of enjoying the fruits of my labor, so to speak. Um, the grass though in the pictures is not very long because after this horrifically hot, nearly 100 degree long stretch, um, the grass burnt up. So I need to go through and try to figure out when is the best time to knock the weeds down in the yard <laughs> because they're growing, but the grass is a little stunted. But on the heels of that is we've had a lot of rain, but I feel kind of guilty because we haven't had weeks and weeks of rain, as I know some parts of the country have. We've had a very pleasant summer, even though it's been hot. So I'm looking that we really only have about five, six weeks of summer left. In September, it really starts to become fall and the temperatures cool quite early. Um, so that means I got some things I want to get done before we hit autumn. Now autumn up here is absolutely beautiful with the leaves changing color and a very extended beautiful season. But I have some things that I want to get done by Labor Day or shortly thereafter. I have some macrame projects that have to get done in the next couple of weeks. 
um, they will. The problem is we've been so busy and I don't like using power tools. I have to chop up the dowel to cast on the project. I'm going to work with that dyeing process. I think this is about the 10th um, podcast. Okay, probably the 4th that I've talked about it. But this is the weekend that I'm home. Even though I'm stepping out to go to um, a wedding and we have some errands to run, I am going to do my first trial run of dip dyeing. I have, oh boy, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven works in progress that I would like to have at least four of them completed. Now, some of them are not quilt related. The quilt ones, um, there are th three of them that need to be done. And I have two patterns to write because I have two quilts this fall and winter that will be in the Make Modern magazine. Now, I got my first full edition of this magazine outside of a free promotional one um, that I purchased the last couple of weeks. And it's absolutely gorgeous. I love this magazine. I love this modern and a modern contemporary aesthetic. And they have great articles. And, you know, it's an online magazine, so I can carry it with me and look at it whenever I want, which I absolutely love. So... I've got lots of projects. How about you? You know, the other part of the last few weeks of summer is I like to just enjoy being outside. And so I'm planning on trying to get in a few walks. We've got a few festivals to go to yet. A Renaissance Festival. I've got the Grand Rapids Quilt Show that I want to go to in August. The oldest Highland game in the nation is in a suburb of Detroit, and that's in a couple of weeks, and that's always a lot of fun. Um, between the Highland Game competition, bagpipes, tug-of-war, music, um, it's a great day. But the problem is, every time I've gone, it's 100 degrees out, and I just am wilting this year in 100 degrees. Um, then we have a couple of smaller festivals that have fabulous music and dance throughout August and September. And then my husband is still going to go to a festival in October. But I feel like um, with all the traveling and sitting I've done recently, my body is rebelling. And I don't think I can do a, you know, six hours one way to a festival, sit for 12 or 14 hours just to turn around and drive home. Um, my legs, man, they can't take it. With this hip problem, I've noticed that I got to get up and move and my legs just don't like sitting. I don't know if I'm getting bad circulation or if it's my sugar or what, but it's no fun. So anyway, if you got any tips for me on that, if you suffer from these kinds of things, um, let me know some ideas on how you cope with um, long trips and sitting because that's what I've been doing with these hospitals and driving to the hospitals and appointments and all that. And my, oh my. I'm just really noticing that I I can't do it as well as I used to. So I have all of that business to do. And, you know, I've been really going through a lot of training at work about, um, I think they call it the Toyota Way. It's a uh, updated American version of that. But it's really come to my mind, not only at my day job, of all of the things that are part of this 
lean or Toyota way. But it's also very, very evident in all of the processes that I've seen um, with people going to the hospital and appointments and stuff. I'm very familiar to, with this because this is, you know, working in healthcare, I have seen this kind of principle quite a bit um, for, I don't know, since the mid to late 90s. Um, because it's really about processes and how you get things done. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe it has influenced me way more than I ever thought because um, I tend to be a person that I find the right process for me and that works really well. Now, example, I like to do one stitch, one block, one row at a time, which means that I usually pull all my fabric, I make design decisions pretty much on the front end with, you know, a few as you go based on what you have in fabric and things like that. And then it's more efficient for me to cut one block out accurately, sew it, know the way to put it together versus some people do, um, you know, cutting them all out first. Now, for me, that doesn't work because I make a lot of mistakes when I start cutting out hundreds and hundreds of pieces. And I kind of do it in an on-demand manufacturing style, <laughs> which is where you get the raw material as you need it. And then I manufacture one block very well, and then I keep doing it. And then as each block comes along, I make it, you know, I'm an expert at it by the first little bit. And I don't have to worry about the fabric because I've learned to cut, you know, a few at a time I do better because I pay attention. So really, you know, what the whole thing about this Toyota way, which I think is very cool, is that you have a lean process that is very, very, um, without wasted steps, wasted time, you're not overproducing. Um, you don't have excess inventory, you know, meaning you don't have excess amount of blocks and fabrics and cut out pieces that can get lost. See, this is what happens to me. I cut them all out. I get lost and I have no idea what I was supposed to do with this. You try to eliminate, you know, extra motion, like body movements. You know, um, I don't do a ton of chain piecing, but I might do some for a block set, then get up and go iron it and then bring it back and then go iron it. And then I have my cutting table right there to trim it up. So I try to eliminate some excess motion, but from my sewing machine to the ironing board, I built in a few steps for exercise. You always want to look like, how are you working? Um, I work better like the tortoise, slow and steady versus the hare, which is all part of this principle. You do quality. It's based on value, you know, that what you do is valuable to not only yourself, but to the people around you and the people that you may be serving or in long arming, you know, a value for the customer that you're doing it right the first time and not having to redo it. That might mean, you know, you have to have communication. You know, I have to be the right person for the right quilt. Um, I don't do computerized quilting. So if you expect something like that, see how the value wouldn't be a good match. 
You want somebody that would like organic styled free motion quilting. So there's a lot of um, things about this whole Toyota principle. And I just went through a big training on it again at work. And it's really about what is your the value to the organization, to yourself, to the people you serve that is leaning down the wasteful processes and redundancies and duplications. And I just, I kind of chuckle because, you know, for a lot of people, it was the first time that they've ever heard of this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh boy, I've heard of this for a long, long time. So if you are familiar with this, um, let me know about it. And when did you first hear about it? I, I'm, I'm going to say 97. And I know that the Toyota Way book was written in the earlier 2000s, but it doesn't mean that the classes and the principles hadn't been developed in teaching first. And of course, you know, at the end of the whole process, you know, you are to evaluate what you do and start running, you know, it's not really about productivity and profitability and numbers. What it's really about, according to this Toyota way and the lean process and, and as well as changing the mindset is that you are adding value to something and that when you add value to what you're doing and you're doing it in a way that's smooth with the right people and the right materials and the right tools to get the job done, then naturally the end result is going to be higher satisfaction, more um, productivity and profitability. Now I'm going to say that I have experienced that, that when it's strictly in a um, mindset of only profitability and cranking things out, even in my own little adventure in long arm quilting for other people, when I have a mindset that I'm just cranking them out and it's not about, um, you know, because sometimes you just feel that you're not necessarily what you're doing is valuable. I mean, every once in a while, especially when you're on the 7,000th quilt that you've done um, a, a stipple on. But when I stop and reframe that and go, this is valuable. They're getting a great value for the price. I'm very proud of the work. I'm going to take my time and do it right the first time. I do really get a lot more done. I feel more relaxed and I'm not stressed of this hustle and bustle of the modern day world. And I'm finding more and more places around me seem to be adopting this principle. And people seem to be um, happier on those places that use this. However, the flip side of this is true. And I'm finding a lot of grumpy people in workplaces and who I go as a customer and road rage and all of that. And I'm thinking, I just wish everybody could find that what they do has value because there's no reason to be so heinous about it. I'll admit when I was younger, there were times I was in jobs that had no value to me and I didn't feel it was a value to other people. And I was a really big grouch. And all I can say is, I'm sorry that you might be there. And I hope that you can find your way to work your way up to something that you find value for if you are in a workaday world that makes you feel that way. But I also um, am not ready to leave my workaday world and do um, gig styled work, meaning you do jobs here and there. 
I enjoy what I do and this training and has made me really stop and think about some days, you know, you feel like you really don't contribute and are valuable. And I have had to stop and think that comes from my own insecurities. And after doing something for 25 years as a job, I realized I'm pretty experienced at it. I'm pretty good at it. And I think that what I do is valuable. I translate that to my quilting. I've been quilting for over 30 years. I'm still learning. And it doesn't matter if I have a high production output. Because this last month or so, it's not been what I would consider banner productivity. But what I'm doing, <clears throat> excuse me, is very valuable to me. Pieced borders. I'm learning so much about it and I'm learning about how I'm combining some of these colors. I'm paying more and more and more attention to that as well as making plans as I go about how I want to finish this in a very, very valuable free motion quilting project to me. I want to really do something special and guess where this quilt's going? Um, on my couch or on my bed. I don't know. But it's really become a personal project and I have learned so much. So take time to find out what your value is and what you do really is valuable. Doesn't matter if you work outside the home or not, if you're raising children, if you are a person that works in a workaday situation where you know you may not feel it's a ton of value but it is valuable you're valuable and maybe that's what this whole training shook up my brain to thinking is it what I do is valuable and I doesn't don't need to be just overproducing to check a box on a page and put a star on there to say I've done all this work because doing a lot of work doesn't necessarily mean that I'm doing anything quality or worth value. So anyway, I want to end there and I want to encourage everybody to find that part of their heart. And if you need a little balance in your life, be creative. It's a lot of fun. Quilting is great. So is all other forms of art and creativity, whether it's gardening, painting, macrame, dyeing, spinning, all of those things. It really makes me come back to center and realize that I am valuable. So feel free to leave comments on the show notes, which is at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. I also am on Instagram. I changed my name to Vicki Holloway Quilting just because it seemed to be more, more appropriate. Um, I also have an Instagram account for my sister and I's creative adventure called Our Creative Souls. I have a Facebook page and a Facebook group called My Creative Corner 3. Try to put up a daily prompt where give people ideas to think about or an activity that will help stimulate creativity and share with the community about what we're doing, things we enjoy, things we're learning, and just overall sharing all of the fun things that we're doing. Please feel free to share this podcast, to leave a 
review on your podcast feed and iTunes or Stitcher is the two primary ones that I um, also see they leave um, reviews. And this podcast is also on Podbean where you can follow me. So everybody enjoy this last um, six weeks of what I call my summer. Maybe it's your winter, but um, it's a mad rush up here because winter will be coming before long. And I've already seen a couple of the maple trees have little red tips on the leaves. Yeah, I know it's not even August 1st, but doesn't matter because it's another beautiful season. Take time to be creative. Quilt on, everyone. <laughs>